1: And welcome to the Tour Report from Secret Golf, well the Players' Championship came to an end and Scotty Scheffler won $4.5 million, the largest payout for a regular PGA Tour event ever. Elk, you know, you and I talk about this a lot and we almost kick ourselves when we don't pick someone like Scheffler, we talk about the big three now, Scheffler, Ram and McElroy, it's like a, you know, you look back on it and think it's a no-brainer to pick Scotty, but you know, another tremendous victory from him. But we saw a very diverse leaderboard over the course of the four days.
0: Yeah, we did. You know, I thought the tournament was great. Um, Scotty Scheffler was too good, too much, uh, too too much experience. Seems to really thrive in these uh, high-pressure situations. He's curving the ball right to left when he needs to, left to right. We've talked about this before when when we broke down this tournament. Keeps himself out of trouble, doesn't really get flustered. He putts so well, Scheffler. But I think more than anything, you know, a lot of people say it's really, you know, the commentators were saying it's really hard to play with the lead at the Players' Championship. I can relate to that. However, because the course is so difficult in places, it just makes it no option. You have to go there like the 17th hole, for example. You know, I was thinking about this tournament and watching guys coming down. I like to I like to see the guys place number 17 under a lot of pressure just to see how their swing works. And um, you saw a young young player, Cam Davis, who had a great week, who just airmailed the green with a pitching wedge. And you're able to see guys like Tom Hoagie and Terrell Hatton do this sort of three-quarter pace swing, able to control the speed the distance of their wedge shots. Younger guys, their games are built for more power. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, Diane, when you're going to win these bigger events, you've got to be able to tone that down into the shorter shots. And we saw that with Scheffler. He handled that shot. He saw two guys in front of him hit it in the water, one over, one one short. Uh, Very stressful, even with a five or six-shot lead. I've stood in his exact set of shoes as Scotty did on that hole but watching these guys control the tee shot long, short shot short is what impresses me the most about someone like Scotty Sheffler.
1: What else was really impressive? And I know you're a fan of Minwoo Lee, who... Played great, really the 11th hole on Sunday was the unravelling of him. Um, Australians have such a good record at the players. You know, you've obviously won twice before. Adam Scott, Jason Day, Cameron Smith and then Minwoo Lee and Cam Davis. We said we're in the conversation this week, but um, I know you're a fan of Minwoo and you enjoyed watching him on Sunday in the mix.
0: I think Min Woo's going to be come straight on this tour and be a star. He's got a lot of, um, I think his sister said he's a show-off, is what uh, Minji Lee said to the press over the weekend. And I think that's really good for our tour because we don't have a lot of show-offs out there right now when you think of some of the other guys like Fuzzy Zeller or Greg Norman or Paul Azinger or Tom Watson. Some of these guys, some of their uh, attitudes are much more refined now, a lot more money. Maybe they're playing and thinking internally more, but – It'd be great to see a young kid, you know, out there working with the crowds, having fun. Um, he is on a rocket ship to the tour for sure.
1: Yeah, he was great. And, you know, I mentioned at the top of the show, the big three. Scheffler obviously winning his second designated event of the year. John Ram has won too. Ram had to withdraw very early on after getting hit with some sort of stomach bug. And then we had Rory who just blew up. And what was he over the first two days? Like... But seven over was
0: it he shot? Sure? Yeah, Rory. You know, Rory McElroy is you know one of the best players. He's had he's been under a lot of pressure with the uh, tour and trying to spread the word uh, positively for the tour. But you know, Rory knows better than to play this course with a driver. He talked about how poorly he drove it, but he doesn't need a driver really, really and truly. He doesn't need a driver to play that course. Um, whether it's he doesn't like his driver or not, does it's not irrelevant. He's still couple of degrees either open or closed at impact doesn't really have that much to do with the driver. If the driver was coming in there square to the ball, then it would go down the middle. So it's his swing that did it. And, you know, Jack Nicklaus talked about Rory recently saying that the reason he hasn't won the Grand Slam is because he has this sort of lapse in concentration, in Jack Nicklaus's opinion. And I, was there anything more evident than that this week with, with Rory?
1: I did him a disservice. He was only five over, not seven over. But um, but yeah, he admitted it even that, that he's become the spokesperson for the PGA Tour for the players. And, you know, obviously we had all these announcements over the past week. Um, he said that they are taking up a lot of his time, especially time when he's at home maybe time away from practice time. Um, and we know at Bay Hill the week before, he had been part of a seven-hour meeting before a play got underway. He obviously played well at Bay Hill, but um, it's obviously it's obviously been a lot for him and um, it's a, a lot of weight on him.
0: Yeah, and no, I think he'll be able to wipe this one clean. You know, he, Rory's got to put all his eggs in, in Augusta's basket. You know, he was up there, I heard or read yesterday, playing some practice rounds with Terrell Hatton, getting ready for Augusta. That's the one he really wants, Diane, to complete the Grand Slam. So, you know, this will be quickly forgotten.
1: Yeah. Well... We are moving on to the Valspar Championship this week. It's the final event of the Florida Swing and it's down at Innisbrook, not far from Tampa, the Copperhead Course with the treacherous Snake Pit. Now, when we had the Honda a few weeks ago, we talked about the fact that the Honda was in amongst these designated events and maybe had you know a bit of a crappy position in the schedule and the field really reflected that. Next week, we've got the match play. So with the Valspar falling in between, Players and the match play. The field is still pretty good this week. We've got Jordan Spieth, Justin Thomas, Matt Fitzpatrick, Sam Burns, who's won the last two tournaments down at and um, He's back to try and go three in a row. So you know the field is quite impressive, and it's better than I thought it was going to be.
0: Yeah, and I think I think I think that's true, Diane. Uh, this is a really good golf course. Very narrow, difficult course we see the sort of the same kind of champion win this tournament each year diane sam burns one of the last two years kind of been in the slump been working on his swing he's tied 33rd at the players which was a pretty good pretty good result but i did dive into his stats he's he puts great um where his problem is is hitting the greens diane's sam burns if you can believe it is 161st in hitting greens in reg wow. on the PGA tour and that's the problem um, can he turn it around that quick this week? I think there's some guys that are probably playing better. Um, certainly this, as I just said, this is a narrow golf course, very much Bermuda rough. Heart greens are tricky to hit. Uh, guys like coming here because this is an opportunity. If you're a good ball striker, and we'll, we'll we'll prove it to you with the guys that have played well here, they all have the same kind of stats. They play Greens in reg really well. They hit the par three greens all the time. They putt okay. You don't have to do everything to win at Dennis Brook, but you do have to hit it good. Uh, hit a lot of greens in reg.
1: Yeah, and when Sam Burns won, I remember his first his first tour win came here. That was the thing that really did it for him. Was just an incredible short game. Um, and yeah, it's um, I don't really know what's been up with him lately, but. He's back to a place where, obviously, as we said, he's won the last two iterations of this tournament. So he's going to be feeling confident and comfortable out there. It's funny, the two names that used to always come to my mind when we talked about the Valspar were Paul Casey and Jason Kokrak. And, of course, both of those guys have gone to live now. So we're looking at a whole new mix of names this week.
0: Yeah, another two good strikers. Paul Casey's probably one of the best strikers we've had on tour for 20 years. But you just mentioned a really important stat there, which is scrambling. Mm -hmm. And scrambling is split up into two pieces. When you think about scrambling, you miss the green, uh, you chip on, and then you knock in the putt. That that gets you a scramble. Or you're in a bunker. You blast out. You make the putt. Some guys, like Victor Hovland, doesn't show up very well in scrambling because he – chips too far away not a great chipper and can't make the putt or misses the putt so when you have to evaluate uh diane when you evaluate a scrambling stat is a guy a terrible chipper or mm-hmm. is he a terrible putter or, or you know so i, I kind of think that if you know when, when i think of a good scrambling player is he He hits a lot. The way I like to see, you know, good tour players play is they miss the greens in the correct spot, make it easy for them to get it up and down. Don't hit all these crazy shots where you're short-sighted. That's when a guy doesn't show up in scrambling, can't get up and down.
1: Okay. So as you said, narrow, tree-lined, a real positional golf course, and guys are going to have to tone it back and kind of plot their way around here. Tough par threes as well. It's known for being one of the the toughest tournaments when it comes to par three scoring. And also the snake pit, which we have to mention, holes 16, 17, and 18. One of the most treacherous closing stretches on the PGA Tour. Elk, what makes it so terrifying?
0: Well... I'm not sure if it's terrifying, but it's a difficult stretch to golf. Number 16 uh, at this course is a very difficult long path four with water all the way down the right. And then you, the hole goes to the right. So it's almost the opposite of the 18th at TPC last week. Mm-hmm. You've got to have enough courage to hit it down the right and keep curving it to the right. Or you, you run out of fairway to the left. Now you're in the rough and then you play to a green that's, off to the side, like a jelly bean twisted to the side. There's not much room to get it in there. It's a very much hardest tee shot on the course. 17 is just a very long par 3, a long iron for most of these guys. It's got some pins pushed back in the back right-hand corner, famously near the Hooters tent back there on 17. Famously, they've been been there for years and years. And then 18 is it's not a very difficult driving hole. You can get it in the fairway, but the green is perched up, a lot of wind just hard to get it near the pin. There's a bunker that protects the front Sunday pin, there's a swale behind it, and you see all sorts of things happen on 18. But it's it's a uh, demanding last three holes indeed.
1: All right then. So, as I said, final event of the Florida Swing, you know, back on Bermuda Greens this week. We're going to give you our top three picks. So we have outright favorites, ones to watch, and then dark horses. Before we go any further, we didn't get the winner last week, but I had David Lingworth as my dark horse at 500 to one, and he was in contention all weekend, ended up finishing in a tie for sixth on Saturday, my heart broke on 18 when he hit it in the water, um, To end his third round, I was like, oh, man. But he really held on in there to secure another top 10 finish on Sunday and take home just shy of a million dollars, which would have been nice. But that was fantastic for him.
0: In contention for the runner-up prizes is what you. I needed to correct (laughs) you saying there. But, no, it was a great pick. You know, you you look at these... uh, mid-range players limreth uh a lot of these, you know a lot of these guys that played well last week they you can see why they play well they keep the ball in play tom Hoagie, we should i should have picked him he has a similar game to me medium range hitter straight controls the distance really well had a 62 on saturday came out of nowhere and won what 1.4 million dollars i mean there you go there's a there's a climb up the board he he was, <laughs> okay. got his uh, air, airline ticket On Thursday night, Book, because he knew he was missing the cut, finished up, what did he finish, third or fourth or whatever, Terrell Hatton's another one, similar game, I'm saying similar game to me, mid-range length, Mm -hmm. uh, accurate, Um, those guys, they play very well around there.
1: You know, they all had a chance. Scotty only had a two-shot lead starting Sunday. And, um, you know, as you say, Tom Hoagie going out on Saturday, out of nowhere, shooting course record 62. So it really could have happened. It wasn't Scotty's. It wasn't handed to him by any means before they teed off on Sunday morning. But, of course, when he had that six-shot lead, it was kind of done and dusted by then. But um, a great players' championship. And, you know, the momentum for some of my picks is continuing into this week. So we'll see how that goes.
0: Last I want to have one last word on Scotty okay. Scheffler. Diane, he's proven to everyone that he he's able to win on courses with a lot of noise. And mm-hmm. by noise, I mean, remember last year at the Masters, he he hadn't won a major. He just won at the Phoenix Open. And could he do it? Could he do it? And then he chipped in on hole number three and, and flipped the whole scene. And there was just a lot of pressure, a lot of noise. Then he's able to win at um waste management again the most noise of anywhere in the world and then here he is playing on a very precise small packed in stadium course with a big swing a big game a lot of foot action all this stuff going on handles it really well and Well, hats off to Scotty Scheffler.
1: And we saw him chip in for Eagle on the second, and he's got a little deal running with his caddy Ted Scott, about how many times he's going to chip in. Um, They have their own little wager between the two of them. But, you know, credit has to go to Ted Scott as well, who took over caddying um, for Scotty at the start of last year. And then he got that win at the Waste Management really quickly afterwards. But what a duo they are. They seem to just mesh really well on and off the course.
0: Yeah, Ted Scott's very experienced. hes They've got a nice little niche going right now. They, I think Ted Scott said something like they just try to make the best decision on each shot, you know, combined to do their deal, and that's that's what they got working on right now. I mean, some guys we've seen, uh, Tiger Woods, for example, didn't really do that. He knew what he was going to do, or Jack Nicklaus knew what he was going to do. Other guys talk through it. Jordan Spieth, he goes the whole end of it. You know, he goes through the whole show. So everybody's a little different. Um, But Scotty Scheffler's got the formula going right now, for sure. It's all good when you make this really good decision together and then you hit it right to that spot. That's when things are going really well. When it doesn't go where you both decided, that's when... Things go
1: haywire. Yeah. OK, right, let's get into our picks then. Um, we have our outright favourites. As I said, you know, we've got some big names playing this week. Uh, JT, Jordan Smith, Matt Fitzpatrick, Sam Burns is back. We looked at all of those. Do you want to go first with your guy?
0: No. Uh, ladies first. Uh, I know who you're going to pick because we spoke about it in pre-production and it's fine. I like this player a lot right now.
1: Well, I'm picking He's him for a compliment. But um, the main reason being when we did our algorithm with all of our data, all of our stats, intangibles, everything else, he came out at number one. So to me, I'd already looked at him that backed up even further. Um, Justin Rose at twenty five to one. I have noticed that the odds are dropping on him, um, pretty much as we speak. But I'm going to take Justin Rose as my outright favorite. Uh, outright favorite this week. It's been a great year for him. We saw him win the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro Am. He missed the next two cuts after that, but just finished tied for sixth at the Players last week. And, you know, we were talking about the stats that really matter this week. We're looking at accuracy. We're looking at approach. I looked at his stats for last week. He gained over 15% on the field average in driving accuracy at TBC Sawgrass. Um, so, I mean, that's definitely a strong point of his game. Approach has always been a good part of his game. He's had three top 10s at this tournament. He finished fifth in 2018. He hasn't played here since 2021, but I don't think that's going to really deter him. Um, I love Justin Rose this week to go out there. He is on a heater right now, and I can see him getting win number two of the season this week in Tampa.
0: I want to add something that Justin Rose, I had Justin Rose picked as well, Diane. Um, looking at the stats, you know, par threes, he plays the par threes really well. He's been in the top five in playing the par threes. So what does that tell you? What does that tell you when there's a player that's in the top five on tour on par threes? Mm -hmm. That tells you that he's a really good iron player, knocks it on the green, makes a three or a two, doesn't make too many bogeys on par threes. So I always used to look, Diane, when I got to a really hard course like, like this one, the Copperhead course, how do these guys play the par threes? because that gives you a pretty good indication where his swing is on long eyes and all that sort of business. So Justin Rose also has really good energy. He's been working with a new coach and I'm always looking for guys that are not tired or they have a focus point that's better than the stats. And the reason that I'm picking the guy that I'm choosing, he also, he hasn't won on this tour, which is actually mind boggling to me, Um, had a, went off and got a lesson from Butch Harmon recently, which tells me that he's very serious about his swing, very serious about his game. And he almost put it all together last week at the Players' Championship. I'm talking about Tommy Fleetwood. Uh, Butch Harmon told him, holds his head down too long and he holds his right foot down too long and he needs to get that moving. So Tommy Fleetwood went to the Players' Championship, put that lesson into play, knocked it in the water on 17, which I thought would was a huge mistake. Obviously, it was, but I didn't expect it from him. I think Tommy Fleetwood's going to play pretty well. I think he's got his lesson going. He's had terrible stats. His ball striking's been off. So I'm looking, Diane, I'm listening to him. I'm listening about going to Butch Harmon, fixing the swing, almost showed it all off at players. I'm looking for him to parlay that and show it off some more this week in Tampa.
1: Okay, and I was looking at the stats that we have for Tommy Fleetwood and he's one of those guys that you have to take them with a little bit of a pinch of salt because he's been playing DP World Tour a lot lately and he got a win over there in South Africa in November last year and he's had another two top five finishes on the DP World Tour lately, so... There's definite form there, it just hasn't been on the PGA Tour, hasn't fully translated, although he did finish um, within the top 20 at the Genesis Invitational a couple of weeks ago. So, um, And as you say, that great play. And he's only played here, uh, last year was his first appearance at the Valspar, and he finished in a tie for 16th. So um, played pretty well last year, there's going to be nothing that's going to kind of surprise him and catch him off guard this week. No, I agree. Okay, great. All right, then. So I'm taking Justin Rose. You have Tommy Fleetwood. They're both round about 25 to 1. Hey, we're going with the Englishman as our outright favourites this week. Okay, moving on. Very to odd.
0: Very, that's very odd for me. I know. <laughs> very odd. You want me, to go, you want me to go on player to watch?
1: Yeah, you do it. You go first.
0: All right, this is my player to watch. And okay. I talked earlier about playing the 17th hole and a bunch under a lot of pressure. And I was looking at this young man play the shot on 17, hit it in there tight on Sunday, finished uh, 19th at the Players' Championship. But, Diane, this player, I'm talking about Brendan Wu, is probably the most improved player on the PGA Tour stats-wise. Now, some of the stats that we're, we're looking at this week, you, you've already heard about greens in reg. We're talking about par 3 conversions, talking about putting, talking about total driving. When we start to do our heat map, Brandon Wu was way over in the red seven weeks ago in all those stats. And now seven weeks later, he's putting together a very nice season. He's already 39th in the FedEx Cup, Mm -hmm. top 50 in greens and reg, top 60. Every stat, if you're looking for a player that's trending, you better climb on Brendan Wu. Yeah. I don't know if he's going to win this week, but I guarantee you Brendan Wu is going to be in the money this week. He is going like this on his stats. Normally you'll see a guy stagger along a little bit, but th- his stats are turning bright green. Watch out.
1: I like it. Um, Well, my pick is another guy who had a good week at the players last week. I'm really going on momentum, especially momentum in this kind of Florida swing. But to be fair, Denny McCarthy, there's a lot of momentum behind him for the whole of 2023 so far. Um, 33-1. to He's got a great track record at the Valspar. He's played it three times. He's made the cut, finished ninth in 2019 we've been talking about Denny for a long time it's like Denny and Taylor Montgomery two guys that I've picked so often that if I'm not on them for their wins I'm gonna be devastated but he's such a great putter and um, good scrambling stats as well and he's been um, solidly within the top 20 in scrambling for the whole of the year really um but putting you know we Talk about one of the greatest putters on tour and Denny's always in that conversation. He's had four top 15 finishes this season. He was fourth at Pebble Beach, 13th at the Players last week. Um, And I really looked hard at their stats from last week just to get a measure of what they're doing well. He was eighth in accuracy and 13th off the tee. Um, So if he can take that to the Valspar this week, then Denny McCarthy is going to be a very exciting prospect to get that debut win.
0: Yep, we've been watching Danny McCarthy. You know, it seems, it feels like this week is an easy week to handicap, Diane, because we look at the past history of the tournament. You know, you've got Sam Burns winning two in a row. Adam Hadwin, who I didn't speak of, very good stats. He could be a a, a big threat, as he always is here. Justin Thomas plays good here. You start to think about these guys that are ex- that are very good at a few uh, things in their game, hitting greens at reg, you know, Competing, getting the you know, getting the ball in play, et cetera, et cetera. So not really a power course. It's not where you can really open up and, and hit it as far as you can off every tee. All about positioning. Lots of trees, lots of rough. Takes a takes a fair amount of skill to play well at the Copperhead course.
1: Okay. All right, so we have our ones to watch, um, Denny McCarthy and Brandon Wu. And then we move on to our dark horse picks. Now, these are guys over 100 to 1. Elke, I have to say, I had my guy set, <laughs> and I thought, it's going to be great. He's just earned special temporary membership for the PGA Tour for this season after finishing second at Puerto Rico. He's not 100 to 1. So Akshay Batia was going to be my guy, and I feel like I just can't pick him now because...
0: He's I'll not, take him if you don't want him. I'll, I mean, you you fudge the eighty to one to a hundred sometimes. Like you go on and find sites that have him at a hundred. So if you don't want him, I'll take you. But I, I think you should take him because I love that kid and he's got a lot of energy. Just got his unlimited tourist status, which means he won enough money on the Corn Ferry to now get unlimited amount of sponsor exemptions. Normally, you're only allowed to play five as a non-member. So now. He'll be a a sponsor's favorite and he'll get in a lot lot more events this year.
1: And I was looking at, um, because we know that approach is going to be such an important stat this week, I was looking at all the different yardage categories and he actually sits at number one in three different yardage categories on the PGA Tour this season. Um, And in Puerto Rico, you know, he obviously came up just a a little bit shy of getting that win, but um, great momentum for him heading into this week. So, we're putting it out there. Actually, Batia at yeah, eighty to one. Um, I'll pick I'll give you another pick as well. I'll let you give yours, but because he's only eighty to one, I will give another guy.
0: Well, I think mine's like ninety to one, and I'm I'm talking about. You know, this is a big opportunity now that all these sort of star players have moved on. Now they've all gone to the they all go into the match play next week, and they, what's left? I do feel a little bit sort of um, hollow, Diane, when I start to think about the tour that. Every other week is not a big week, and there's these opportunities for these guys to come through. Um, I'm taking the ultra dad bod this week, Diane, who's been playing very well. I see you I see you almost uh, <laughs> fell off the chair there. That's okay. Well, now your husband's had a dad, but he doesn't have a dad bod. That's okay. We'll, we won't go there. Uh, <laughs> I'm talking about Harry Higgs. He's been playing well. <laughs>
1: Wait till well, that's true. I'm going to say, I'll just put yeah, you in yeah. the same body conversation as Harry. I love Harry Higgs. I'm a huge fan.
0: Harry Higgs is the before. Yeah. Garrett is the after.
1: Or the other way around. Okay.
0: <laughs> or the other way around. Yeah, exactly. Garrett will be Harry Higgs uh, when Grayson is 10. So um, Harry Higgs is ha- quietly waiting his turn, waiting to get a shot at getting back on tour. Had a very nice week in Puerto Rico, very hot last round. Um, top 10 on tour in putting. Hasn't had much to show much of anything on the tour. A couple of, you know, mid range finishes needs a good week. But I'm looking at Harry just because he's, he's in good form and he putts so well. He'll probably go to the Hooters tent after he finishes the round on 17. Diane, that's the kind of guy I'm. I'm. I'm banking on this week for him to play well. So, I think it's an opportunity. I follow Harry on on Instagram. He goes and plays with his friends uh, at Stream Song. He's ready to go, and I'd like to see him have a nice week and get back out there full time.
1: He's you're fine. He's 150 to one this week, so he's well within that category. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, he's great. I am a huge fan. Um, He's really talked openly about the struggles that he had mentally with his game and how he's working on just going out there and feeling happy and and it's showing because he's playing much better golf as you say a top 10 last week in Puerto Rico he played well at the at t Pebble Beach Pro-Am at the start of the week it kind of fell apart at the end but um, you know there's definite signs of encouragement for Harry Higgs and um, you know it's like everyone's rooting for him he's the kind of guy that you're always you never want to see do badly we want to see how he go out there and
0: get his win on the PGA Tour mental challenges are are, are real on the tour Diane Um, you've got a bunch of guys that are winning money like crazy they're getting deals patches money everywhere they're in elevated events and then there's other guys that can't make a cut Mm -hmm. uh, spending 5-10 grand a week and just feeling immense pressure and you hear occasionally because you know they've got one of the greatest jobs in the world not many people talk about it Harry Higgs has talked about it a little bit but I I hear it all the time I mean there's guys that are always struggling with their game and they don't feel like they can get it back and it's just haves and have nots and and not in a bad way just I don't have the game I can't do it and it's Mm. not working and I've lost what I had and all this stuff so it's very real and uh, you know, we have to weigh that in to you start looking at these sheets and you see a guy that's missed four or five cuts in a row. Trust me, I know how he feels. Mm-hmm. So they may play more conservative. They're not freewheeling like a someone like Justin Rose is, who's fought his way back from sort of the depth of, I don't think he was where Harry was, but now Justin Rose has got himself back. He's won at Pebble. Now he's he's the favourite again. So yeah. it's a, very much a hidden... Uh, story on the tour diamond we have to take that into consideration always
1: also i think it really just shows how it only really takes one week like one week for everything to turn around and justin rose was a great example of that when he got that win at 18t it was like all of a sudden there he is and now as you say we're talking about him as one of the favorites this week so it's just one week and one week takes the pressure
0: sometimes, off sometimes it comes to one shot yeah, yeah. I'll, give you an, I'll give you an example. That 16th hole you spoke of there, a uh, very difficult hole, if you're working on a particular s- swing thought and, and you wanted to test it under pressure in the Thursday round and you got on that 16th tee and you were trying to hit a bullet fade around that corner across the water and you did it, it can lift you, Diane, to where you know under the most pressure you did it and it can lift you and off you go. So it can come down to one shot
1: okay okay well um for my other dark horse (laughs) who's oh another one one.
0: okay
1: um remember i'm talking about david lingworth right i'm not gonna explicitly pick him right now because i don't want to pick the same guy as last week but he's 125 to one this week and i'll definitely be keeping an eye on him but At 200 to 1, Chad Ramey. Now, if you hadn't heard of Chad Ramey before the Players' Championship, I'm sure you have now, and maybe he's on your radar this week as well. I was shocked at the odds of 200 to 1. He shot 64 in the opening round of the Players' last week, took the early lead, and he held on. Like, just, I thought that, he would fall apart quicker than he did. Fine. He shot 76 on Sunday and ended up falling down to 27th. But Chad Ramey was in the conversation from Thursday right the way through until early on Sunday. He led the entire field in putting for the week. And he was... He mid- also,
0: led the, he's also, also led the whole entire tour in no smiles for the week either. My wife and I commented that. It's like, Smile! He just made yes. a 30-footer on 18, and it was, you know, anyway.
1: No, I feel you. We, we were watching him saying he looks like he'd be a great time.
0: <laughs> a couple of other guys that are in the field, Diane, that have won, have won this tournament. We didn't speak about Jordan Spieth. Yeah. You know, Jordan Spieth is basically a psycho when he plays golf currently. I mean, one minute he's on the top of the leaderboard and we're all behind him. The next minute he hits a spectator bounces back in the fairway, knocks it up by the green, chips in for eagle, shoots a 66 the next day. But I I spoke earlier in the show about that sort of that scrambling game, you know, Mm -hmm. and uh, of course there he is, you know, top 10 in scrambling. Now he excellent chipper of the ball, excellent putter. He's almost virtuoso in both departments. His putting has been a little bit off. Luke Donald is another man that's in the field who plays really well here. Um, you know there's another super accurate player back in the day when he was number one player in the world Diane won this tournament I think six years ago but always plays well here why is that? Hits it straight you know no trouble in his game so very accurate player required to play well at this course
1: and Luke Donald's in the spotlight right now because he's the European Ryder Cup captain later this year I have a quick question for you before we go um, Jordan Smith on Friday or for the end of round two, on nine, he hit that spectator that really kept his ball in play and saved him going in the water. There was all this talk about Jordan had said, whatever the guy wants, find out he was an active Marine. Um, He gave him a signed flag. What would you have done? What, What would you have maybe bought this guy or given this guy as a thank you and as a reward for helping you make the cut of the players and guaranteeing yourself at least 50k.
0: I think I would have said the same thing that Jordan said. What do you, what do you want? You know, what do you want to do? Do you want to, do you want tickets to the masters for you and your wife? Do you, or you and your buddy want to play golf with me sometime? Maybe I'd probably offer to come and play golf with him or something. You know, that was a huge break. I mean, that could be a, Oh, I mean, imagine if that happened to, I don't know, your brother, and he's been not playing great, slices it over there, hits it, comes back, makes eagle, makes it, and then wins, what he win, 400000 or whatever he won?
1: Wow.
0: That's a game changer.
1: Um, and Russell did hit it in the water on 9 on Thursday, so… Um, <laughs> I didn't know
0: that. He didn't have a guy over there. He didn't have a guy over there to hit.
1: But, yeah, I said master's tickets. You know, Jordan, obviously, being a a past champion, he could definitely make that happen for the guy. I was like, he should give him master's tickets for sure.
0: And you know what? He may have.
1: Right. He might. That's something
0: that that, – we don't need to know about
1: yeah he's a good person all right elk thank you so we have our picks this week for the valspar championship then next week always a fun one because we love doing the match play we're going to be filling out our brackets um and we'll have to go through everyone but yeah all the big guys back in the mix next week actually justin thomas we talked about the fact he's playing this week he's not playing the match play last week uh, next week so Maybe Justin Thomas is looking at this as a big week for him. Um, We kind of overlooked him when it came to our favorites.
0: Well, Justin Thomas, of course, should always be, you know, in the mix. Uh, But he's got a little bit of a loop in his putting stroke right now. and, And it's going to be tough to get that out of there. And I think he knows that. And that's the only reason I sort of faded him this week, Diane. Normally when you have a sort of a pull in your stroke, we saw him miss a bunch of short putts last week. He has a slight pull in it. It's usually an aiming problem. Your brain's trying to hit it somewhere else. So something's going on with his putting and hard to fix in one week. So that's why we didn't have him at the top of our show this week.
1: Okay. Um, one last thing before we go we've been nominated for two awards we've been shortlisted in the sports podcast awards for best golf podcast and best betting and fantasy sports podcast so we're delighted Um, we're feeling very honoured and um, it would be great obviously if we could go on and win (laughs) Um, but we need people to vote for us so what we'll do is we'll put up all the information on how you can vote and if you enjoy our show and if you would like to see us win then please Please go on and vote and we would be very grateful.
0: And we'll have our famous heat map at SG tour gaming app this week. I'll have some games up. If you'd like to come join us, we, we have some open, so we'll, we'll be enjoying all that this week. Excellent.
1: Right. Thank you once again, and we'll be back next week for the match play.
0: Sports social podcast network.